0: Welcome to the bathroom break podcast. I'm your host Rab himself, and today I'm sitting here with band member from Lion Eyes, Hank Upton. Dude, how's it going? <laughs> it's going, man. Thanks, Thanks. for
1: uh, inviting me into your we workspace. <laughs> yes, our we workspace. Here we are. We've- We've been here a long time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're real settled in and mm-hmm. <laughs> I know all the ins and outs of this place. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so what so
0: what are these things? You you can just kind of rent like a office space or
1: something? Y- yeah, it seems that way. It, yeah, it's kind of kind of just like an Amazon headquarters version of Office, okay, office yeah. Space. yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It's super nice. There's like a bar over there. Like yeah, that. I'm totally out of place. Yeah, being here, in t- like anytime there's like a grain t- countertop and young people enjoying themselves, I'm like, I clearly shouldn't fucking be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You mean, there's free coffee. You say <laughs> I don't belong unless it's like a Motel Six. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, lobby. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. This, feel this is much above your pay grade. It's yeah, like... I
1: don't feel comfortable.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: No, I am out of sorts here. Yeah, that's hilarious. So, um, so you guys are in town right now in LA just uh kind of catching up on some things and
1: yeah meeting finalizing stuff meeting some people playing some acoustic uh acoustic shows here and there don't ask me the details some other band members will have more detail (laughs) I'm willfully ignorant yeah yeah
0: that's the way to do it man and uh and and you you, uh play bass or you I play the bass yeah. bass, yeah, yeah 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 so um that's rad. I mean, I feel like that position is the position to just like show up, play the show, have a few beers, hang out and enjoy yourself. And then what's
1: next, guys? You figure it out. Well, nobody, the <laughs> thing about the bass is nobody notices till you stop playing. Right. So <laughs> it's sort of, like the, uh, it's yeah. sort of like the 99% of life is showing up. Right. Like keep time, be there, kick ass, you know, and they'll notice when you stop one day you don't show up you yes know, you know that's the only leverage of the bass player no one's playing bass to get weighed I yeah. mean, some misguided young people are doing that <laughs> misguided like, is you, the you know i'm like yeah. <laughs> the, the people that have their heads on straight are trying to be singers and guitar players you know yeah yeah that's, yeah you know, they're not trying to be the guy in the back making sure they hold down a fucking you know that's not that's not really the gonna be dream. back
0: here being the backbone of this whole thing but no one's noticing yeah yeah
1: yeah and i'll look like i'm experiencing a, a series of small seizures the entire time you know. <laughs> that was my plan hell yeah dude well so what got you into like playing the bass did you originally play guitar or how, how did no, that I, I played you know middle school clarinet then saxophone then okay. acoustic guitar and then i heard uh blood sugar sex magic i got it randomly yeah. at a thrift shop on some family Fuck vacation yeah. <laughs> and then i had like annoyed the living shit out of my parents Within those like five days of the vacation, to the point where they sold my saxophone and got me a bass. Oh, and I yeah. just learned how to play all of that record by ear, dude. That's rad. And then I was like, "Oh, this is the coolest thing." Yeah, that's fucking yeah, amazing. So. so Flea was was a big uh, influence. That was in, the thing that the early, started it. Yeah. yeah, and then you know Bootsy Collins and George Porter and Geezer Butler and Stanley Clark and uh, Mark Sandman and. Yeah, you so know. you just so you just dove right in and all
0: like and how old did you say you were when you? Uh, I was twelve. So, so damn, so from, from twelve
1: on, you were just like old. I was like, this is the thing. Yeah, that's the thing to do. This is the coolest. Yeah, like nothing's cooler than what the bass can do. You know? Yeah, and everybody plays guitar. So yeah,
2: I and, found and the secret
1: just, cool thing.
2: Yeah, you're
0: mind. like I'll be over here just kind of doing my thing. That, yeah, that's rad. And and uh, and so then, like, d- did you sort of? quickly get involved with playing with people or were you kind of doing
1: your own thing for a while and then no, i've been in one i've been in one band or another every day of my life since i was 14 years old oh shit that's so, like yeah one way or another i was that was the thing to do i was lucky that way i was like yeah i know that th- i was like fucking office I just need to figure out a way to do this. This is more fun. Yeah. Unless, of course, it's a we workspace. Of course, I would never say anything bad about the WeWork. We're an advertisement for this. Yes. Yeah. No, I would never do that.
0: <laughs> WeWork. we work yeah (laughs) man We're getting a lot of work done here the uh so that's awesome though and i was wondering like as a bassist were you kind of more sought after because i think like you said like everybody wants to jump on a guitar or be the front man singing and everybody wants that attention so then it's kind of like there's more than enough guitar players we'll figure that out yeah where the bassist there or the drummer you're sort of like fuck, we got to get that to really get the,
1: the the foundation of the band. And then... Yeah, bass players are kind of sought after the way that someone is seeking after a tire iron on the side of a fucking highway. Like, yeah. they just realized they need one. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, like, they didn't have great passion for it 20 minutes ago. They're like, yeah. oh, fuck, this kind of doesn't work anymore. But <laughs> well, that was my experience when I was a teenager anyway. Yeah. It was basically like, we need to find somebody who can fucking actually do this instead of having the worst guitar player we know just hum the bass player. Right. That I mean which is usually you. what they do. Yeah. Or what happened when I was in high school it was like fuck it. Jeremy sucks. All right, we're getting you a squire. Here. just play A, just play eighth notes and shut the fuck up. Like that was like yeah. generally what would happen. So uh no, I got I was pseudo sought after. Like in the first or like second band I joined, I was a freshman in high school. And basically some seniors just heard me in the jazz band practice room. I was probably wearing like a third eye blind t-shirt. I don't fucking know. <laughs> don't
2: uh, admit that. Don't I was, admit that. I was, sitting <laughs> there, <laughs> I was sitting
1: there playing something in the practice room and these fucking senior kids heard me like, you're in our band now. Be this place at 2.30. Fuck you. No, <laughs> they not, just bullied you into the, no, I, the I was like Bart Simpson. Awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was Whoa, my reaction. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Cool. yeah. <laughs> Especially, yeah, you're young. The seniors are the cool ones. Oh, yeah.
1: Day. Those guys I think are terrible like me. <laughs> yeah. You know, that was basically
0: that's my reaction. <laughs> that's high school in a nutshell, mm-hmm. really. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's rad. So then, uh, like, once you started playing in bands, did you
1: do battle the band stuff in high school? Yeah, or? yeah. I won my... We won our... I guess it was my junior year, whatever, who gives a fuck. We won one of those years, yeah. and I told all these, these girls that I had crushes on to come, and uh, two of them came with joints in their bags and it was they happened to be doing the montgomery county maryland battle of the bands at the montgomery county courthouse which was like i hadn't thought about because you know i'm 16 year old dipshit or whatever anyway so i got these girls i was trying to like impress arrested entering <laughs> the battle of the but, i'm sure they were impressed yes they were <laughs> uh and we i think we won uh i think the big hit was us covering uh stink fist
0: oh yeah yeah that was that was
1: the crowd pleaser nice yeah, yeah nice
0: so you guys won that year yeah so and this was another band what was that band oh
1: fuck Random Access it was called I think they okay. got the name off the top of a CD player
2: yeah
0: or like the backstage pass yeah I was yeah, like 15 yeah. and I was like whatever you say yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure I'll just yeah
1: exactly yeah you know
0: Nice, yeah. so, so how, did, uh, how did your band now, Lion Eyes, how did you guys form? I mean, y-
1: you guys have been around a while, right? Um, I, well, let me see how much I can condense this. Um, yeah. I, uh, I met Nate when I was 15. Okay. So it's, we're in year 20 now. I met Nate when I was 15, and he was looking around for people to play a house party. Uh, and you needed a bass player, and through asking around he found out about me and was just like, hey, I got a band, come, we're gonna rehearse and play this house party. Uh, and it was something, it was in only Maryland. And uh, yeah. it's some, you know, it was big house and we get 300 kids there, we play a bunch of covers or whatever, of course the cops come. I get a drinking citation. And that was like how I met Nate. He just got me to show up to this one event yeah. where I got, you know, ended up in, a, in N.A. with my dad as a 15-year-old because I got a drinking citation. <laughs> drinking in N.A.? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, when, yeah. When, you get, when you're 15 and you have to go to N.A. because of a drinking citation, they generally put you with... Well, my experience was it was just a bunch of um, teen girls that had been shoplifting. Because oh, they send them to the end, you. Know. So it's my dad having to <laughs> sit get them in the there. Yeah, just yeah. put them all in there. Yeah. Anyway, that's how I that's how I met uh, Nate, and then so at that at that show he that you had you play. You yeah, got like he in got trouble. this band together, got me to play bass, and to... then I was arrested. And then <laughs> did you get to play the show at all? Oh, we played the show most of it. Okay, yeah, <laughs> before I, yeah most of it.
0: Most of it. Like, come with me. We're just gonna take you with the Girl Shoplifters. Yeah, and
1: that was like 20 years ago. So, and then it was. Another five, five or six years till we like started the lionized thing. Getting serious, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's rad. And then
0: um, so okay, what year is that then? That's in two thousand four or five or whatever. Yeah, yeah. In that area, about that. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, when you guys formed, what was the original like? The original lineup was guys from from high school stuff, or or
1: from um, the. I mean, the original lineup was always me. Well, there was a bass... I'm lying, because they'll contradict me. There yeah. was a bass player... There was technically a bass player before me. He didn't count. Um, he didn't count. He, he, that's <laughs> he was I, He was a guitar I, player that turned into a bass That's what player. I tell people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but so about 15 years ago, me and Chris and Nate, and we've sort of had uh spinal tapian. Drummer, Drummer, yeah, evolution.
0: Yeah. Because um, JP
1: from Clutch
0: plays with you guys too, right? Yeah,
1: well he did the the new record panic attack that's about to come out. Oh, hell uh, oh yeah. He played on that. But also those clutch guys have been, you know, uh inspiring us and helping us out and
0: That's rad. recording
1: well. with us for a long time. In yeah. a lot of different ways. Yeah, so. dude. It's
0: funny because um I always tell this story like because uh, 2000 you know I was on uh, like when 2000 hit Jackass came out and I was yeah. on Jackass with you know Bam and Ryan and all the guys from Westchester that we grew up with did the CKY videos mm-hmm. and when that kind of happened all of a sudden we started meeting like celebrity people or whatever you know mm-hmm. and you're like meeting these people and i just remember because i had this like chip on my shoulders I, like, I don't fucking give a shit about these people fuck these people and then when i met neil fallon because i fucking loved clutch yeah i was kind of yeah. like hey, hey oh hey yeah. like you know and all like That's uncomfortable a, <laughs> and, like intimidated sucks, it? yeah it's yeah. that a
1: terrible feeling yeah
0: i was like intimidated by it but you met like you know you meet like the biggest
1: person and it's yeah. like ah oh, hey what's up well because deep yeah. down your whole goal is like I want this person I admire to like me and your your game plan is to act like a fucking weirdo. Like like, I don't know. Like that's that's how you're going to accomplish your deep seated, you know, it's awful. It's a terrible feeling when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Like
0: he's an intimidating dude. He writes fucking incredible like lyrics and, and, uh, and he sings like a badass and you're just like, Hey, uh, I'm sort of nervous when you meet them. But how was that? Like, did, were you a fan of Clutch before you had met them, or um,
1: I was? I was like, I knew a couple Clutch songs, yeah, uh, and I liked them, but I was certainly not like hip. But so, how, how far are they from where you grew up? Like, um, I mean, they—they. I'm about to knock that guitar over. They—they—they <laughs> uh, uh, they grew up in, you know, counties very close to us yeah slash fret now they're like stationed more north but anyway stationed uh, in the like, military yeah all yeah. <laughs> uh, right um but yeah we like you know you knew them as a maryland band yeah but i wasn't like fully informed yeah uh, and i became a a big fan of, along the way yeah and so they kind of have they they've Kind of helped along the way in terms of guys. A lot, you guys. yes. Yeah. More than anyone else has, has helped, Clutch has helped. You know, yeah. they decided at some point, like, well, these guys don't completely suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we're, yeah. Well, we'll kind of see what we can do to help you guys out. Yeah. So they, you know, they've been, yeah, they're, uh, we owe a lot to Clutch for the help they give they yeah. us. Yeah,
0: that's right. And so... Uh, I was kind of chatting with you guys a little bit before, but it's just crazy that that JP has the time to come play on the album and do
1: that because they tour nonstop. Uh, yeah, but the thing is, even when they're not touring, JP's playing drums. Yeah, that's the thing. JP somewhere does. <laughs> <laughs> that's what yeah. he does. He's playing <laughs> drums. Yeah, you know that's so that that's his thing. Yeah. So if he has the you know if he has the time he, and he can be playing drums, you know.
0: Yeah, that's rad. So yeah. so how does
1: that process of making the album kind of come together right? like with, uh, the uh, Panic Attack the new one yeah Um, we basically hit him up about it he was like he said sure thing no and I meant more like you guys I know
0: like he, yeah, he, like, is, he is
1: he writing no, too or no or, yeah no he okay. uh, we we like made really crude demos with like a yeah garage band drummer yeah you know just like added the track yeah, and then we yeah. went in a room and we wrote it actually with JP and rearranged All it right and you know, workshopped it for a couple months with him. So, I mean, yeah, he wrote the record with us. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So. And so you guys all kind of collaborate together to... Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's always been the thing that I, that kind of defines... The only thing about us, the, one, the only definitive thing really about all the records is that it's me, Chris, and Nate all working together on the same thing, and it's a... That's awesome. It's a democracy
0: yeah that's I mean that's really cool though
1: because I mean a lot of times you see like
0: one person takes the grunt of the thing and then other people and then it's almost like that's a recipe for disaster because other people are like well fuck I have a rad song but nobody wants to hear it yeah you know. Yeah. (laughs) yeah no of course
1: yeah if you we're among the bands we've met and toured with we're sort of the exception that way yeah It's always like well guy x writes the songs yeah yeah and then we we play the songs we all kind of
2: figure it out out, you know
0: yeah that's really right i feel like that's that's kind of an awesome situation because then you guys all i would imagine feel creatively
1: like you know well yeah and the product's better for it because if you're willing to like have an honest dialogue and someone's like what if that yeah right right. this part be that like inevitably your product will be better if you're open to that kind of collaboration yeah absolutely and so when does the the new album come out it comes out in early october this is why i need my handlers (laughs) people to tell me all this information yeah but dude that's rad it comes out in early october the presale is probably shipping like today or tomorrow sometime very soon um but yeah i just Uh, i i i heard uh was it uh, on my mind
0: uh, heavy on my mind heavy on yeah. my mind yeah uh, I, th- I think I just heard that and that's, that's one of the songs from the new album yeah yeah, yeah. and did you guys made a, a music video
1: uh, yeah. A, yeah yeah because yeah. I saw I saw that too that's pretty rad yeah we've done I think we've put out four four videos already for this record damn yeah, yeah. that's awesome yeah so how long has it been like so you how long has it been in the works um we shit um, <laughs> there, see, this, where are those handlers at? This huh? is exactly This is why Musicians are Around like You ever see um, uh, You know Like there's a, a Preschool in, an er, in, a, in a city area And the, the, they have to Like take the kids For recess So you've got a lady With like a Yeah A leash with 20 toddlers on it like, Yeah walking through a Like that's us Yeah It's yeah. happening Whenever we're like Brought on tour Yeah they're just Corralling you into um, uh, Yeah uh, Wait what was the question Let's back up Oh, so when did you start working on it? Oh, uh, it was it was. Um, I think we did it. Uh, yeah, it was a, a little less than a year ago we started recording it. I think. Which nice. When we started writing it, it's probably like a year and a couple months we started writing it. Yeah. Cool. And so, so how like heavy is your tour schedule? Do you guys tour a lot or? Um, we're we will be playing a bunch more. Uh, because we started our own label electric reckoning music yes <laughs> uh because we started sponsored our, by we work <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah because we started our own label we had to sort of like close ranks and and organize a bunch yeah. of stuff to make that work uh but uh we'll be touring more we're in um we're going to japan in november nice uh we're playing with clutch in delaware this sunday oh hell the 22nd and yeah. uh the Queen I think it is oh hell yeah Fuck, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah the Queen's rat. yeah it's the yeah. Queen right yeah um mm-hmm. and you know there'll be there'll be that's an awesome more, little venue yeah, yeah 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 there'll be more announcements I mean, not little but I mean it's like super nice yeah sounds I, good I, too yeah yeah I've I've heard good things about that place unless I've already played it
2: <laughs> like
1: it's hard to keep dude I know that's
2: it's feeling. hard to yeah. keep
1: it straight I used to uh, I used to kind of tour a lot with CKY
0: I, yeah. in, the early, in the early 2000s I'd go on the road with them and come out and you know introduce the band and jump yeah. off the balconies and all that kind of shit and, uh, and I would just get to that point of like what fucking year is it you know, it's <laughs> you know. Be, uh,
1: but it, you know you you don't have any idea what a venue is and then you walk in the place and you see like the one random alley you smoke pot in, and you're like yeah I know this joint <laughs> yeah uh, like, I've been here before oh like, yeah. Know, exactly there will be something that, that yeah that exactly. makes it click yeah
2: because
0: yeah. I, I know sometimes people hey, have you ever been here I'm like nah and then a friend's like you've been there Yeah, yeah. oh, no, no, oh yes. okay oh I've been told that so yeah, you've been there dude trust me you've been there yeah,
1: yeah. that's rad so going, heading over to Japan you, you've uh, played there before or? no we've never been to Japan before Damn. but right now we're playing with this drummer named uh, Tetsu Tetsu Ueda Who's from Tokyo? Who oh, met, cool! Who's a bad, bad motherfucker? Uh, yeah. Uh, and through starting playing with him, he's he's a drummer of of renown in Japan. So nice. we're gonna go over there and do some stuff with Tetsu. Dude, hell yeah! and um, i talk about not remembering gigs i couldn't possibly possibly tell you the japanese venues <laughs>
2: oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah i don't i can't, yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. help
0: you but <laughs> no that's awesome that's that's in november so the album's coming out and then you're basically you kind of start going on the road yeah. to support that and yeah and mm-hmm. uh and so what's that like with uh the new record label deal how is that just an added amount of stress like like i feel like you already have enough on your plate making the album, so then you're doing
1: a record label. Do you have other bands on that? No, 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 no. Well, no, we, it, you know, it's so. It's like the idea yeah. of having having another band is like the idea of having like a kid. It's like can't take care of ourselves. <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah.
2: But um, yeah.
1: No, basically, you know, we had the experience that a lot of people in the past that. We had given money to to do stuff. No
2: way. We ended up
1: doing ourselves.
2: <laughs> I, uh, so like, it's certain hard part, to believe. Yeah, so like, <laughs> what
1: if we kept doing this stuff <laughs> we're doing and just kept all the money
0: yeah yeah that part um, <laughs> what if since we're doing all the work we just
1: yeah, yeah right yeah <laughs> so that's the short version right?
0: <laughs> yes, i know i can tell cool.
1: by the look on your face you have no idea what i'm talking
0: no like. no i I, <laughs> I know what you mean I, yeah. I i
1: didn't want to get too into it but yeah the, i assume that's because i mean in, i feel like at this point uh, that's the oldest showbiz story in the fucking yeah in the fucking world right right <laughs> absolutely
0: <laughs> i mean like <laughs> everyone's gone through it and if they haven't they're about to yeah
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. maybe i should control what the fuck happens anyway. yeah, yeah 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 that whole part
0: yeah <laughs> um no that's rad though and it, and i think like with the changing landscape of the record business it sort of makes sense that the bands just kind of control what the yeah f- because album is. you know album sales really don't exist and then it's like you know you're doing all the rest to get it onto all the streaming platforms and then you're creating the tours and you're doing all It's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> like, like any, like any agent, like how, how about you just go out and do all the work. Then when you're finished, <laughs> Give me twenty percent. <laughs> I think yeah. nothing but
1: wonderful things about agents.
0: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, uh, <laughs> That's my. That was me. That was my. Uh, <laughs> but
1: uh, but no. Capitalism I, is a bitch, huh? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, right? absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you know, you're lucky if you could just do something that actually you enjoy. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I know, and that is that is rad. That you, you I mean, shit, you've been
0: playing music. Forever at this point. Yeah. You know, yeah. 20 years, 20 plus years. That's cool, man. So uh, you have a show on Sunday with Clutch. And yes.
1: then you have more shows before you head to, to Japan. Or uh, we have one show. Uh, I can see, again, why I need my handlers.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, I believe it's October 5th. And uh, it's in Kentucky opening for Marshall Tucker at a festival whose name I really Hell wish yeah. I knew, which is why I need. My babysitter people. Yeah, but we'll Uh, just go to the uh, website or the whatever. go to lioneyesmusic.com. All will be explained to you.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's rad, man. Well, well, shit, enjoy your uh, trip over to Japan. That'll be rad. Thank you. I'm very excited. Let's get that Nate boy in here. and Let me uh, pick his brain a little bit about this this band called Lion Eyes. (laughs) Godspeed.
1: Godspeed, (laughs) sir. Hell yeah.
3: So the world's on the brink of a heatwave ice can nuclear meltdown. Let's have a drink, cause we're almost extinct. It's a go from ozone-fed with shakedown. Boston Dynamics. In New Mexico, 15th, in Pennsylvania, our new neighbors, they got go, go, go.
0: man hey. welcome on the uh, bathroom break podcast
4: thanks for uh thanks for having me thanks for having us <laughs> yeah dude so uh
0: so here we are sitting in your uh in your little workspace yeah where <laughs> we got a
4: guitar this is my place office in the this corner is, this is my office <laughs> we've uh we've yeah. set it up and it's we spent some these are this is my family
2: <laughs> I here, these
4: are my children <laughs> i have eight wives they're all that they're accounted there. for her. yeah they're there <laughs>
0: <laughs> there, there, dude, man. So, uh, so, what brings you into town?
4: Uh, we're in um, beautiful Los Angeles, and we're mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we're here to promote um, a new album that um, we are putting out. About October, it comes out physically, but it's digitally going to be. It's going to go. With singles all the way to the end of the year, but it comes out to uh, uh, for a pre-sale that we had on our own record label, which is a weird thing to say. Um,
0: yeah, that's rad. So you guys, because because Hank was kind of mentioned that a little bit, you uh, you guys started a record
4: label. And... Yeah, it was inevitable. Um, we have been on several really good indie labels. We were on um, a band called Clutch. We were on their record label for a while called Weathermaker. It was a great experience. And we learned a lot about the process. And then um, we had been on a couple of smaller indie labels that were all really pretty cool to us. Um, And as we were doing it, um, we said, you know, a a smart thing to do could be to sign to a major and see if that kind of moves the needle and elevates it. And um, it did quite the exact opposite. Uh, Oh, really? It was a, a horrific experience okay um we signed to one of the big <laughs> yeah seven labels yeah um i'm not supposed our manager will kill us i'm not yeah, yeah I'm no, not you don't su- have to mention who it is yeah but uh, it's a three letter you know it's yeah. three letters and they yeah
0: and i feel like that people have that experience a lot though you kind of you know it's like big big labels kind of chew you up and spit you out sort of vibe and uh, maybe there's other ones that are good. I mean, sure. it's, it's almost like, what have you done for me lately? So if you're the band that's bringing right. in the hit and doing all this, it's great. We love you today. But what the fuck have you did for us for tomorrow? 100%. So, Development's
4: dead. Yeah, yeah. Development basically... So so here, here's my... I guess here's where it came to a head and we kind of saw what was happening in all of entertainment and I don't just think it's music, I think it's media in general. Yeah, yeah. The internet is available for everyone and anyone to put out content and I think if you have great- For better or worse. For better or worse. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you have good content, there is- It does come. It elevates yeah, yeah. and there's a sp- it rises and there's a space for you and the record labels, don't offer development, they specifically are looking for bands that have that internet presence already. Yeah, but yeah. if you have that internet presence already and a little bit of wherewithal about how to run a business, why why would you go to them? Yeah. Although they do have this like machine in place, what I think, the, the interesting thing about the place that we're at in history right now is I think the gatekeeper machine, that whole facade of what the industry is, I think it's fucking crumbling so fast yeah. that the only thing that those people that still work on that side of the business are doing is protecting their salary. They're yeah, not, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, not yeah, yeah, yeah. discovering new bands. Well, I think that's been like that for a long time. It's just now it's being
0: exposed that it's that way. Yeah, and, it's and, very obvious. And it, when, you, when you mentioned <sighs> that about the internet, it was funny because I kind of thought in terms of you know, think of sub pop and then, you know, and then they they break Nirvana or whatever. And then basically, you know, uh, what is it, Geffen or somebody, whoever comes in and steals Nirvana. Uh, The internet is now the small record label And so you're putting yourself, you're doing all that work, you're getting it all out there. And then once you build that following, now the big label wants to come in and and yank you and say, hey, look, we know that you can kind of do it, but we'll do it better and we'll do this. and, and, uh." And
4: maybe they can really, truthfully, maybe they can really make a lasting career for like a little Nas X or a Taylor Swift or whatever. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also find it mind numbing in the sense that I feel like to access... PR to access a record pressing plant for your core fans that are gonna buy vinyl and stuff, to access a merch company. I mean these these emails are yeah. you can just Google it. Yeah. Like you don't and if you really have that kind of money, like if you're um, a huge rock band or a little Nas X or whoever, whoever, and you have capital from streaming a billion songs, or whatever, hire those people to work yeah. for you. Right. Hire someone to oversee those i mean yeah it, it just it, i think it's really crazy the place that we're at now where you do see bands signing to labels and you know that a lot of labels are paying for streams it's it's all it's just, oh yeah yeah do it's it inflate just like the numbers and all that it's stuff it's all there. fake yeah it's all just so smoke folk. mirrors for you
2: there That's what, yeah
4: <laughs> and, and it's just it's not real anymore there are no ahmed Ert guns from atlantic finding the next led zeppelin they're right. they're creating bands that sound exactly like that and just you know, it's I don't know. Oh yeah. What's that? Is that my phone? You can just silent it. I am oh. sorry about that. Oh yeah, no worries. But um god, I suck. <laughs> Ugh. So
1: uh embarrassing. Yeah <laughs> it's, it's all good. Um,
4: you should just punch me in the face. you, good.
1: Rick. you won't go
3: to, won't end it. Oh god.
4: <laughs> That's not even my phone, so. Here, just put it on the floor, cause then it won't buzz as.
0: bad. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, no, no, no worries. Um, yeah, and and I, you know, and I think that um, I don't know. I, I think it's funny cause cause what I hear you talk about it a little bit, it's like clearly you've been in the business for a while, and that's what happens. And 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 I think the mindset back in the day was, you know, and I know myself, it was like, oh, cool, I'm young, I don't really understand the business, so. I'm just going to get famous and then you're all just going to give me a bunch of money. Right. And then right. everything's going to work out. And then it just, you all handle it all while I right. go fuck people, fuck women and get high and whatever. Right. Is that how we do it? And it's like, well, sure, but we'll take all your money and fuck you over. And it's right. like, Oh, I didn't realize that. And then, you right. know, and then hundred percent. So I think like as, as the time goes and as you learn the business, now you understand how everything's working. So your mindset becomes why not hire these people to work for you rather than the flip flop when we were younger is we're hiring you the band to work for us the label and we're really like it's it's supposed to be we the label are working for the band but it is
4: certainly not that yeah the band never had the workhorse that. the band's right. the workhorse right. it's always been that way yeah but I think under I the guys think, that I do think this, in the 70s 80s and 90s you probably had labels that were really developing and pushing and people cared about music I am under the, f- the 100% you can't convince me otherwise that people that work at labels now and work in these—I don't think they like music. I don't think anyone who's in <laughs> to—I
0: I don't think that anyone
4: that. likes yeah. in, in at this point. I feel like in ho, in, in movies in Hollywood in in uh, comedy and network TV in music. I don't think these people even like the thing that they're pushing out because it's just it, it's impossible. I mean, turn turn on. A network TV show, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's ter- it's terrible. That I mean, <laughs> it's just true. It's like why yeah, is yeah, why yeah. is HBO? Uh, I'm I'm flabbergasted on a really why is HBO so successful? Because yeah. they're putting yeah. out these quality right bits of st- you know you have Room 104 and you have and it, for, as far as comedy goes you had Curb on it and you have the Royal Gemstones and 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 Game right. of Thrones and things like that. C- could you ever even imagine NBC or CBS or whatever putting on Something that good? No. No, just no, just no way. And yeah. as far as the music industry goes, go on to turn on a pop station, or turn on, go to a playlist that's in the genre of music that you like, and you'll see that a lot of the, a lot of the top things are homogenous. I mean, it's just one. Continuous song.
0: Yeah, and I had always, I had always felt that way, especially about TV and film business, because I pitch a lot of shows, and it's like, oh, so everybody's sharing a brain, right? So if this person had this good idea, they're like, nah, we didn't. Like you could tell, I could tell you the idea that you love, right? You say no to it, then the next guy is the one who has the brain for the day, decides to go with it. Now, all of a sudden, that's successful. So the guy you first talked to is like, we need to get something like that. It's like, hey, dickhead, you had that meeting and you didn't take it. Right. So that, I mean, that is like, you know, since the beginning of time,
4: I think that sure. kind of structure but it's, has it's wild now to see the amount of that. For instance, like, remember when, like, Mumford and Sons broke? Yeah. And then everything you saw after that was course, like a guy that. in a vest with an acoustic guitar and the other guy had the kick drum on the floor yeah, and they were doing yeah,
2: that it yeah, yeah. was like five exactly. Irish
4: guys but they were from Brooklyn they weren't really Irish and they were kind of like oh, we're... it's like yeah, yeah. where did that come from every band sounds like that and they're uh-huh. filling up 12,000 tickets a night and you're like wait a minute maybe it was cool when the first thing came through that right. sounded like yeah. that but the seventh thing that comes through like that yeah well it's a
0: follow the leader mentality I think in the film business and in the music business sure and uh, you know and, and it's tough because yeah you, you feel like how do you kind of you know make a, a spot for yourself in right. that world um, but yeah it, it's it's funny that so you know you kind of have to go at it yourself and then by the time you're, you're making a dent and making a making a name then oh hey we'll try to take this and it's like well at this point you've already built the following you've already you know and 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 like the band Clutch that you guys work with a lot yeah I mean they're they are that you know in a nutshell a band that I would say arguably never broke on a huge level like. In terms of mainstream, like let's say, like back in the day, like a Limp Biscuit got so big, right? But Clutch didn't get as big as them. However, Clutch has a core following that has led with them for fuck almost thirty years at this point, and and they're still going strong, and they could tour forever, and they can always put out new music, and the core group of fans will continue to buy that. So. Ultimately, why would you want a big label if you are that band that you built that structure yourself? Right. There's no point to saying, Hey, let me, you know, let me go with a bigger label and, and have them take a bigger cut and push you out to maybe a little bit more of an audience, but ultimately you're eating less because there's all these other people that are need yeah. to get steak dinners, you know? Yeah.
4: And I think, I think from that operational standpoint too, I've seen it, in just touring with them over the last 10 years or so, maybe longer, I, I've seen them sell 3,000 tickets in Detroit, and then you look at other bands that are getting tons of radio play and tons of
0: push. Yeah, I've witnessed that.
4: And them they're, not too, yeah. selling, <laughs> they're not selling 3,000 uh-huh. tickets in Grand Rapids, Michigan, yep. and they're not selling 2,000 tickets in Oklahoma. Right. They're doing it in major markets, but Clutch is consistently selling thousands of tickets everywhere. I mean, we were with them in London in 2016. They sold out the Roundhouse at 3,000 tickets. And it's like, there are bands on major labels that are doing that, but Clutch is not on a major label and they're doing that. So they've kind of always been an inspiration to us in that sense of like, all right, we're at 500 tickets. And if we just keep. really investing in ourselves and investing in what we think is great, people will come and you know, it's for us, it's taken longer, but. But you've had a long run of, of doing what you love and and touring and making music and right. And continuing to do that. There's no, there's very little chance we're going to write the next pop (laughs) dance pop hit. I mean, I would say almost zero, but, but every year it kind of grows a little bit more and it grows a little bit more. And, um, it's almost funny how now rock rock and roll is becoming fashionable again in a way like it's like you see that um or maybe it never really went away but i feel like now more mainstream press is paying attention to your rock festivals even i mean there's like danny wimmer presents is this promoter who puts on 13 festivals across the states now they're massive stadium festivals and um, they're all rock bands so yeah
0: that's rad are you are you guys touring on some of these festivals i like, hope yeah. i hope
4: so you you played uh bonnaroo before right or, yeah we've yeah. done bonnaroo um we've done some of the more Warped we've done tour stuff yeah we did two warp tours which was yeah that's like um it's a that's the music equivalent of uh of like vietnam i think it's yeah. like
2: <laughs> it's <laughs> like
4: hey if you meet somebody who has also done warp tour you're like Oh, I remember that man. Like, as <laughs> soon as you were there, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, don't yeah. talk about
4: it much. You like the things we saw, man. <laughs> yeah. It's mostly it was mostly just trying to find places to um, relieve yourself at you know with seven hundred other people using the same porta potties. Oh at time, yeah, so. yeah,
0: yeah. I know. I, well, I saw uh, CKY there a couple years ago. Now at this point, yeah, they were playing it again. They had played it shit way back maybe 15 years prior to that or even more
4: they had played it and then yeah. it was like full circle they were playing it again yeah when Jess told me <clears throat> that they were going to do it again it was like you crazy son of a bitch you're <laughs> yeah. going back for more yeah just glutton for punishment yeah and it, you know what it, we had an opportunity that when we played it in 2011 we met the guys in Lucero and we met the guys in Foxy Shazam and the Agro lights and a um, uh, Budo who was Budo and Greaves were like this rap group yeah and Budo went on to write a bunch of hits with Macklemore and um, okay. we met some great some the guys in Less Than Jake yeah uh, Big D and the Kids Table uh, Saves the Day we met some really cool bands doing it nice Um, it's just it's just uh, yeah we we feel very fortunate we've been given opportunities to play some iconic festivals and, and be part of, of really cool stuff and while we're far from a household name, you know, we, we tour around the world. I mean, we've toured yeah, all over the place. So I, I feel, you know, we feel good.
0: About yeah, that's right. I mean, the, that's how we
4: got connected is from Jess from yeah. CKY. You guys yeah. toured with them for a while. A few, we've done a few tours with them. In fact, we did, we, we did a tour with them in 2016 where we shared a tour bus across Europe. Oh, wow. Um, that had, that had its moments. That, <laughs> that was good. That was a good one. Yeah, um, I think that my best memory of that particular tour was being in a gas station in Norway at four in the morning, and they had all they had were hot dogs to eat, mm. and there's a line <laughs> of people ordering these hot dogs, and clearly we were very inebriated at this yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just a hot
0: dog at a gas station. Jess came get.
4: in and just saw the hot dogs kind of waiting, but he didn't realize that they were hot dogs that people had ordered. Yeah, yeah. And he just started eating them. <laughs> and I think he went, I think he went three deep. Yeah, yeah. And I started calling him Three Dog Night from that uh, <laughs> yeah. from that point. And he was generous though; he felt very bad. These large construction workers, it was their hot dogs, and you could tell that this was their like they were just getting on shift. Oh. So he bought kind of everyone hot dogs that was
2: yeah 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 says, i'm
4: i'm sorry i ate your hot dogs but here's the next round so we do we do love spending time with three jess dog night. yeah i'll yeah.
0: have to give him a call yeah, yeah. say so
4: nate told me about three dog night we've had some <laughs> great times jess has been really generous with us in fact in 2010 um jess brought us out to do one of our f- at that time it was cky it was one of our bigger longer runs we did two or three weeks with those guys and um, yeah So we've always been really appreciative of Jess's support um, of the band, and he's actually come and played drums with us a couple times live.
0: Oh, hell yeah. Yeah.
4: That's rad. Yeah, it's been cool. If you just give him a yingling.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's good. (laughs) Yeah. He's good.
4: Exactly. That's all he needs. It's easy to negotiate with Jess Margera when it comes to... (laughs) All right, listen. The money sucks. (laughs) we will have a case of yingling <laughs> like,
0: oh, I'm, I'm in, in. <laughs> yeah that's it he's already sitting behind the uh, he's ready he's like yeah, I, I, I learned the songs already I'm ready <laughs> to go so yeah that's cool man yeah, yeah that, that's a lot of fun and and uh, so as far as uh, new music you guys have an album coming out in October yeah so hey, let me
4: hear about that well, okay yeah. uh, the record's called Panic Attack yeah Um, in about 2000 right at the end of 2016 going into 17 things just didn't work out with the major label Um, our drummer of 5 years decided he was going to pursue other um, pursue other things and we were kind of just at this place where we were like shit like what do we do next like we're not going to go get real jobs we're not going to like this is what we do so yeah I had been kicking around some song ideas with Hank and Chris and Um, we went to John Paul, who's the drummer from clutch and we were like, you know, we got these, we got some song ideas. Why don't we just, why don't we cut a record and you should probably just play drums on it. Like you're our favorite drummer. Um, and you've been involved in everything else that we've done as far as producing and pre-producing. I mean, we've spent hours at his house, like having him kind of stand to the side and show another drummer what's the best thing to play on our record. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, which happened yeah. multitudes of times that's so we're, awesome that you have that yeah of yeah. course that's great but then it's also great to be like hey you know instead of telling this schmo right. what to play just, just get on the kit and play, just it. play it just yeah. play it and he was very gracious with the amount of time he spent and honestly we went in for two or three months in, in their space in Frederick, Maryland and the songs just poured out yeah I mean we had the kind of some loose ideas and as soon as he was behind the kit we were like well that's cool. Like, Yeah. We're good. So we wrote 14, whittled it down to 12, and then recorded 10 tracks. And we did it um, with Jay Robbins over a matter of like four or five days in Baltimore for all the rhythm tracks. And then we came out to Joshua Tree and did um, vocals and some mixing with uh, Charlie Stavish. And we got it. 10 songs. I think it's—I know it's really the best stuff we've ever— put forward it's just like we were thinking this is the most cohesive piece of art we've put out that's awesome Um, yeah artwork done by uh nick lack and michael scanlon and it's it's just we're super happy about it and we knew while we were recording it we were like we're gonna put it out on our own i don't know how we're gonna do it i don't know what we're gonna do yeah um so we just did it and as we were doing it we were like we're gonna start a label and well the label needs a logo the label needs distribution you know and we just by the time we rolled around to releasing the first single we were like shit i guess we're (laughs) Yeah, yeah i guess we're knee deep in this yeah uh and it feels great to be able to do it like this and then and then we we it's just weird to talk about metadata and music like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's weird to <laughs> me. But You're that's an how,
0: analog man, huh? <laughs> I'm an analog. man. Go Joe I, Walsh. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Very good
4: reference. So, so we were we were just like talking about it. Hey, you know, when we put out the last record with the major, why did it flop, flop? Like, why did no one really hear about it? So we started looking at Spotify, and we said, you know, when you put a whole record out, just drop the whole album. People listen to the first one, two, three tracks as pushing it. Yeah. And then they move on. Yeah. So why not just give people a track a month for ten or twelve months as the record's coming out? Yeah. And then we sell it in a vinyl and a CD and a t-shirt to our core fans or new fans that find us. Yeah. And still, while it's coming out, every month a new song comes out. This way everyone gets to everyone that he knows about us online and is growing with us can hear each track instead of being like you know as a new fan you're not like oh I don't want to listen to 10 songs if, you, if you're if you not into listening to albums you're just not into it so right. to get people into the fold we put out a song a month and it's it's been amazing we watched Spotify grow from like uh, it's so embarrassing to say this even like we were at 1500 monthly listeners and we were like yeah. you know we were on tour in Greece playing to a few hundred kids at our own Show, yeah, and we were like, we have fifteen hundred people a month listening to us. This, this is, we're pathetic. Like we should be ashamed of ourselves. (laughs) And as we kind of started to work the digital thing, now you know, now it's grown on its own to uh, up around fifty thousand, and it's growing. Yeah, yeah. And we see it like that's all it took was just to. start to figure out how people are listening to music and get it to them the way they want to listen to it instead of being like, we wrote the next dark side of the moon, dude. So yeah, like, yeah. if you don't, if you can't fucking listen to it like that, then you don't deserve <laughs> it. So it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, no yeah. dude, first off, you didn't write yeah. dark side of the moon. Right. But Good it, luck. Right. <laughs> and then this is how people are listening to music. So for our fans that know the band and know that we're about the full record experience, you have the opportunity to order the vinyl which yeah. you listen to as a full album or CD you can listen to it the whole way through yeah but if you're just hearing about us you can look at the singles and say I'm gonna click this song and see if I like it and I'm gonna click this song and see if I like it and
0: yeah and uh, you know and doing that, I think that's like the best way to do it and it's cool that you've Basically, gotten to a place where you're you're learning how the industry is shifting and changing, and sure, and and staying on top of that and figuring that out. Because I, I I'm you know about a little maybe a couple years older than you or right. something, and and uh, and I am embarrassed to be like I'm a complete fucking dinosaur. I, I hardly ever use social media, and then I like YouTube, like same thing with with uh, with the podcast is that it's grown little by little by little and you're like oh man i I mean i guess people are listening sometimes and then you put out one episode and it's like you know a lot and then the other one and so you realize it's sort of like a a, you know a little bit of a juggle to understand what that is but but being you know about 40 at this point I'm, i'm like dude uh i don't i don't i hate to admit it but like rcky shit came out on vhs tapes like what right. is the,
4: all this shit, you know right and, and, but admitting it's the yeah. first step to, to realize right like <laughs> yeah, if, yeah. You, if you have a problem admitting it to yourself <laughs> that's the first That's, it like, that's a, one. yeah it's yeah. just like aa i guess i yeah. mean i've never been yeah yeah um but, but i would imagine it's like all right i've got a problem <laughs> this is the problem how do i fix this right and yeah. like you know what it's not but that's the thing is like we're in from the same generation of like we grew up with Tower Records. Right. That was my weekend. Exactly. Every week, Thursday through Sunday, I would go. Into even The, the Wall.
0: We had The, the Wall, remember? Like right. The, yeah. the Wall. <laughs> yeah. We had The
4: Wiz. We had The Wall. Yeah, yeah. Catmill yeah. Records, Tower Records. Yeah. Um, and for, you know, even the, what was the shitty one in the mall that was just like triple the price of everything else? <laughs> Sam Goody. Yeah, Sam Goody. Or, or uh, F. FYE was yeah, like even the- after the Sam Goody right. or whatever. Yeah. So we're from that generation. And you know what I think is really lame? When artists are like, you know, I don't get what what people are doing. It's like, okay, so... You got to so evolve what are you, with it, yeah. What are you saying about yourself? Like, an artist in nature is somebody who evolves and grows, like... Right, you, right, right. You, you you don't look at the Beatles. And, no, no one looks at the Beatles and goes, you know, their best stuff was Hard Day's Night.
2: <laughs> yeah. No,
4: the best stuff is when they had fully... Taking like, drugs, <laughs> Nobody, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. It, I won't disagree. Yeah, yeah. but when they when they evolve, and they keep changing. So yeah. if if the if the business aspect of it, or, and you know what, I want to get away from even saying the industry or the business you're just simply saying this is how people your audience listens to right music this is how you connect right with so them. and,
0: and that's, grow with that's another part of like the, the music is what you know right. obviously a live show is the most connection but you're but another way to connect is for them to hear your music digitally or whatever right. so so finding that way to connect with them
4: i remember being somewhere maybe it was portland maine it might have been austin and we yeah. were outside the venue in this restaurant. We were trying to get takeout from this place. Did
0: you say it was Portland Maine or Austin? It was some place. It was
4: weird. Yeah, I don't like, so know. Like, I don't know there. It was Austin or was Portland Maine. It was some place we were trying to get takeout, <laughs> and it might have been Portland because I think we were trying to get these lobster rolls taken out. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. for carryout. Mm-hmm. And the guy on the phone was like, "We don't do takeout." what what you sell lobster rolls (laughs) yeah and then it was kind of like what i'll
0: bring in some tupperware (laughs) it was bizarre it was (laughs) bizarre and then
4: in dc sometimes we see restaurants that are like we don't use we don't use caviar or doordash or whatever we don't we don't believe in it it's like cool so you're sticking to your guns about your like (laughs) who you think you are and you're just cutting out all these people who want to be a part of your thing yeah so you know i think it i think it's cool to yeah. have artistic vision, but also at the same time as an artist, like what good are you if you're not giving, giving people, you know, what they want? Right. It's yeah. part of your job.
0: Yeah. So, so you, you know, so you've had to kind of evolve in that way and do that. I tried and, to. And that's what naturally I think got you to say, "Well, we'll start the record label." Right. I mean, right. That's what makes sense because right. at this point. You, in order to connect, you're doing all of that
4: legwork to make that happen. And just grow with it, and and th- having your own label and operating that way really gives you the power to say, "All right, this song we're not going to put to streaming. We're going to put it out on seven inch, and we're going to sell it just to the people that have supported us that really want the seven inch." Yeah. Or we say, "Okay, this whole thing's going to go to streaming, and we're never going to press it." And it's just let's just give it to people. Yeah. Or we're going to say, "Hey, this thing you have to buy from the website." I mean. Right. And you, and you kind of, yeah, you kind
0: of get a, a say right. in that creatively too, because I think that that's got to be tough. Um, I always wondered about that. You know, uh, I, I, I was thinking, I was watching the Rocket Man movie, and, and like they had that, that cliche scene of, okay, you know, Elton John sits down at the piano and plays what is clearly a hit, amazing song. Right. And then there's some crusty old fart there, like, I don't hear it. Yeah, you know and it's like so you, I mean every
4: musician has experienced that it's so situation. accurate to a degree yeah, that it's yeah. a joke in fact yeah. we I remember dealing with a label once and we were putting out this record and they're like the songs are great but the cover that you turned in that is too controversial and we're like <laughs> well, why is it controversial this was in 2016 2015 and they said well the, the person on the cover of the record it looks too much like Donald Trump, and you know when you put that on display in the Midwest, that's going to be polarizing. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. yeah. Tur- turned out they were wrong. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Turned out a no one goes to record stores and buys CDs anymore. Yeah. And also, who gives a fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 you think people went to Hendrix and they were like, "Ooh, I don't know." all along the watchtower it's uh stoking stoking the protest buddy it's stoking the flames we, we kind of want to chill out on that uh, no. yeah it's like and that's... i'm not saying we're hendrix i'm just simply saying that right like, right right an artist's job on all fronts is to provoke thought and to def- make people think and feel yes absolutely so and 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 controversy
0: will come about because of that and should come about so that there is a dialogue so
4: that there is something to yeah you know talk about i mean for the most part i i still think the record industry for the most part is made up of rich kids rich parents rich kids They find a job for them to do because they like like music and went to a Fish concert in '98, (laughs) and now they're like, "Hey, I went to a Fish concert." No, 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 no. I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking it. But if you were my A and R guy, I think I'd be a lot fucking happier. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I think that's you. You kind of it goes back to what I said before. Is I think you get people in those jobs who've who don't haven't really struggled, don't know what it's like to live in a van for eight months out of the year yeah eat dinty more fucking dinners and ramen and just like scrape by and siphon gas and have to like physically fight a promoter for money and it's like (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. you don't know those things so don't fucking tell me who should be on the record cover
0: Uh, yeah i i've certainly experienced like touring with cky early in the 2000s and experienced some tour manager kids that were just like clearly like privileged people and they're just out there and kind of life is showing them oh there's a big tough dude at this venue that's gonna kick your fucking ass and you're not getting any of that money and then right. they're just like oh my god you know like they can't right. deal with it it's like right welcome to life man because yeah it, it is a it is a, a gnarly thing to be out there on the road grinding and doing it right. and i i do think that if you have some of that experience, you'll be much better at what you do. I mean, you look at Lior Cohen or people like that. They're like gnarly people so that no one's going to fuck them over. Sure. <laughs> you know
2: what I mean? Like sure. it's not and, it,
4: and with a guy it, like Lior Cohen, I think, A, specifically, that's a guy who backs artistic vision. And he's the guy who walked yeah. into a booth and saw DMX rapping and was like, that's scary. I want to sell that. Yeah. So if, if you're on that side of the table, come to me with how I'm gonna make, you're going to make me a bunch of money and i'm going to pay my bills. Yeah. Or tell me how you're going to 100% back my artistic vision or shut the fuck up. I don't right. I don't want anything to do with you otherwise. Right, right, exactly. Cuz yeah. what cuz cuz what do you understand about what the, the three of us our parents aren't rich. You know what i mean? We didn't come from a background of like the you know don't worry you know
0: what's the six thousand
4: dollar guitar you want daddy will <laughs> fix it yeah, 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 yeah. daddy will buy you a new last ball <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um yeah. you know so I, for us it's always been like we have to fight tooth and nail for everything we've wanted so to be in those situations where you're like hearing shit from people that don't just they just don't know so what like right what's your opinion worth yeah, and that, that is a hard Unless thing. Unless you're going to make me rich. Unless you're like literally like if you change the cover, I, there's going to be $150,000 coming your
2: way and then yeah, I'm like,
4: yeah. all right,
3: let's
2: change that cover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's
3: yeah, change
0: yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, no exactly. And I guess that um you know, that that kind of brings up the idea of selling out and things like that because that's always a funny part because ultimately that's the goal of everybody, really. Right. You go, "Oh, I to sell out." And it's like that's the whole reason you're doing what you're doing because you want it to be successful. And I want people I, to hear it. I would say a sellout to me has always come more as someone who's doing something that they're not into. And they're not even like a phone in. Yeah. It's a phone in, but you're also not even really getting rich from it. You're not, And, and you're doing something that you're not that psyched on right. and you're not getting paid a lot either. Now, if you're doing what, you love, and then they want you to continue doing what you love the same way over and over because it's marketable. It's annoying, but I understand like sure. why you know. You think of of, of most artists um, that have been hugely successful in a diplomatic way. In an interview, they'll be like, "Well, I love playing that hit," and you're like, "You hate playing that hit." Sure. So you had to find a way to play it differently because you play it every fucking night sure. every year sure. a time and a time again right and it's awesome that you do but me as a as a as a fan going to the concert i want to hear it that's why i'm there 100 percent. but at the same time i can understand why it would be hard to play it over and over and over um but you know you realize that's part of it so right. so you feel blessed and lucky and then you have to come to terms with that and i imagine that would be somewhat of what it is of doing the same thing. You go, well, I guess I got to play that song again Right, people
4: love it. But then I think if you, you know, I've read too, If you you know, like a Mick Jagger. Yeah. They got no qualms about playing the hits. I mean, yeah, yeah, because yeah. they're in their private jet and they're, you know. Right. And the hits are pretty damn good. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> and I think ultimately if you write yeah. a great hit, you're having fun doing it. Yeah. Um, you know, I think our general rule has always just been like, well, unless it's like, Nazi propaganda or pedophilia—we're pretty much, you know, <laughs> not I mean, into it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Depends what the paycheck is. No, but I mean, I just mean like as far as like what we would get behind or yeah, you know. And I think for well, us, like if we're lucky enough to have a hit, I mean, we have, definitely have songs that are more popular than others, and we try to play them at the on, during on tour. Yeah, I mean that's the. the point
0: yeah and 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 but i have seen like with bowie or people like that where they would play the hit totally different at a different tempo and change these things and it was like kind of fun and then i mean if you're a huge fan of his you get to be like damn i
4: heard it this way right and i think that's that's also smart too and that's a way to stay fresh creatively and you know we'll do another interview when we've reach that yeah yeah, level. yeah, 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 yeah. And i'll describe to you what it's like to have a hit and then <laughs> rearrange it for you yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but you know i and i dig that and i think that's why guys like bowie are great artists because they have this vision they don't really compromise that vision and then they give you something new and fresh kind of he was making cool stuff right up until when he died i mean right. that's very rare yeah and it's pretty yeah it's pretty amazing That's a, that's rare, man. And that's cool. And that's, but that's also, that's the catch 22, right? Like that's why he's so great. And that's why he's so popular is because he never stopped creating. And I think he comes from that era where he had major labels and labels that were developing him and giving him that freedom, you know?
0: So, yeah and I was thinking about that a little earlier when you mentioned that that you know you look at like the Bruce Springsteen's or or guys like that or whatever that had like albums and nobody you know and even Guns and Roses like sure. that you know that and and a bunch of bands like that where it's like well let's give them a little more time and this and that And I thought thought how you can kind of relate it to the film business too is Silence of the Lambs was a movie that was in the theater for weeks and weeks and weeks on end and no one gave a shit. Wow! And then all of a sudden it picked up and like maybe four or five weeks into the thing, it became the hit that it is. But no, it, through word of mouth. But in the beginning, it wasn't getting numbers or anything. But it stayed in there. And now you put a movie out, it's like it's either got to get it that first weekend or gone. Same thing
4: with a band, either right away hit
2: or that's out a bizarre of here. thought. Yeah,
4: that's a bizarre thought considering that word of mouth, organic growth is the only true sign. I mean, there's very. There's very few things artistically that explode. You know what I mean? Right. Most, of, most good art is people telling people about it. I mean, yeah. How driving in West Hollywood, I mean, you see the billboards for this stuff, and it's just like, what is this garbage? Why <laughs> yeah. is it being pushed down my throat so hard? Is it because it's bad? Probably. And you need to be told to watch this like, yeah. over and over again, so you're like, all right, I'll check it out. And then you're like, all right, well, I watched the first two. I might as well. you know, Is it that thing? Or it's like... Man, I saw this band, uh, you know, Plague Vendor, play at the Mint, and it was fucking crazy. So you should go check them out again. You know, it's yeah, like, that's the real shit, and that's that's you can't stop that. Right, and that and
0: that's kind of a really cool thing too, because there's nothing better than feeling like you're in the know about something, either musically or creatively, and you're like, whoa, I kind of discovered this thing, or a friend of mine discovered it and and turned me on to it, and then. You know, because it's always that cliche saying of like, as soon as the band gets big, it's like I knew about them before
4: they were big. right. Of course, <laughs> yeah. of course, yeah. And I think, I think, I guess, especially in in TV and film too, you. There's a guy from Maryland, Virginia area. It's gonna, it's killing me that I forget his name, but he did this movie called uh, Green Room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he did. It's blue it's killing me. Blue velvet or, or blue, uh, blue 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 Ocean. He does these amazing movies. Yeah. Small budgets, so well acted, everything's perfect about it visually. It's just like Yeah. Um and you can see that it's not this blockbuster thing, but it's I'd rather watch that than most stuff that's, that's being pushed on you. Yeah, and, for and sure. I think he's really caught This momentum, you know, and, and, um, um, yeah, yeah, I think that that's, I mean, that
0: it's exciting for anybody, either if you are creative or not to, to discover things like that and, and to find these other forms of expression that maybe aren't mainstream but they they kind of inspire you as well you know I, I've found that a lot when I find a smaller film or I find a band that nobody's heard of and you're like damn I'm listening to this like and I'm just obsessed with it you know right. and and, uh, and and then it inspires you in, in in new ways so what was like one of your biggest inspirations musically when you were growing up like who, who kind of
4: inspired you to Oof. so my par- my parents had a cr- my parents are both super into music they're not musical people but they're into music yeah and uh, my earliest memory of music is um ccr's greatest hits and or cosmo factories on tape in my dad's Pick. he used to own this seafood store and like a seafood market and we would drive uh, sometimes in the mornings i'd go with them and i just remember very vividly bad moon rising mm-hmm. i remember um I remember uh, as long as I can see the light just CCR yeah. is my first real visceral memory. His record collection consisted of mega classic rock just like Stones, Beatles, Zeppelin, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then folk along the lines of like Cat Stevens and Bob Dylan, everything Dylan did. And my mom's record collection was so vastly different. It was very specifically Motown. Hell and yeah. like also folk, but, like, more Joan Baez and, and um, Carol King, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was kind of that all smashed together is what pushed me, you know, into music. And then I, in my teen years, I discovered Nirvana, like... Yeah. When it was happening, and... It makes sense, though, because Line Eyes
0: basically sounds all different all the time. Like, you guys... Sure. I mean, you go in so many different directions. Right. And it's fun in, in terms of listening to the band because you'll hear a song and then you hear the next one and you're like wait is this the same this is them and then sure. it's like yeah and, it, and, it's, and it's it's kind of refreshing to say that there's no Thanks. boundaries on that and you say hey th- this is what we're inspired by we're feeling this this is a groove that we're right. in and, and go with it but
4: that just comes from our favorite bands like Thin Lizzy and Led Zeppelin and the Beatles and Pink Floyd and yeah. stuff like that and Parliament yeah. what's Parliament I mean you call it funk yeah, but it's right. like country rock Funk, jazz, R and B. Uh, when you listen to the, the "Let It Be" by the Beatles, there's six different types of music on it. I mean, it's just like yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no one one's ever like it's this thing or it's that thing. It's just nothing was pigeonholed. And I think Pink Floyd or even Zeppelin's first record is like half folk music. I mean, it's really when you think about it, it's like aco- yeah. acoustic folk music. Yeah. So for us, it was it's always really been inspiring to think about music in terms of that. Like we're a band, and it's gonna sound like our band playing it. Whatever the genre or right, sound of it whatever is. Whatever you it's need to give a label to. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's cool though, because I think, you know, there is, and that's what's nice about starting your own record label is that you just follow your vision, you know, um, artistically, creatively, or whatever. And you can just follow it in any direction you are, because if you do have a label, they'll go, "What's this? This isn't your band." It's like, "Well, it is. We played it. We wrote it." This, is. for but, sure. But then there is some level of like, "Well, yeah, but we're we like this sound." Right.
4: Put it right in that in that little that little like lane, you know, and and I and I do understand from a marketing standpoint now that we're marketing ourselves. I understand yeah. why it's frustrating or more difficult to deal with something that's multifaceted because it's not as easy to sell to people. Yeah. Like I get that perspective of it where it's like, well, these three songs are like, they sound kind of like soul music I and mean, the other four sound like Black Sabbath. And we're like, we think that's why people like us. Right. Right. Like we think that's, we think that's cool. So, yeah. You know, yeah. what's the. And that's part of it
0: is staying true to that and doing that because I can't tell you how many times you try to like over the course of me doing things with either the CKY videos or Jagass or Viva Bam and then doing my own little short films and other stuff that that I'm writing or working on, where the moment you start to try to think what somebody else wants from you is the moment you fail miserably because right. uh, usually what works is what entertains you, the, the person who's creating Correct. it. So then when you think, all right, I'm going to do this cause I'm enjoying this. Somehow somebody else does. I always think about the, that Kiki skit that I did with Bam. Um, and I don't even know if you
4: know uh, it, but, we're, but yeah, we're, yeah, we're <laughs> wildly familiar with your back, your back catalog. That's hilarious. But, but we're fans. I mean, yeah. we're fans. We talked
0: about it on the way Oh, up that's today. awesome. But, but that Kiki skit was one that Bam and I did, um, Solely because his dad, Phil, used to call the cat, like, kitty-kitty. And then we took kitty-kitty and brought it down to this other voice of, like, kiki. Yeah. Kiki, like, kitty-kitty became kiki, and then it became this. And then we just started—we're always doing this dumb little voice with it. I love it. I'm and it was, here, like, a do. day yeah. where, they, like, we had this Salisbury steak microwave, like, TV dinner thing. And then it became— Sloosberry Stuvra was the Salisbury steak and then you know and then it's like oh get a little slewsberry Stuvra and then it just started turning in to what this was and we we're just chasing this cat around with this microwave TV yeah. dinner Yeah. and it was so fucking dumb you know to us it was like this is so stupid but it was so funny because we were just in that mode of just cracking up so I bad. know but I can remember us sitting in <laughs> <laughs> But 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 I guess what I'm saying is like so that was funny to us at that time and we're doing this and we're doing it and then bam gets gets the footage and puts it into the thing and we i remember sitting on this couch just staring at this thing all night all night long we edited it we were obsessed with it we were just editing it and he's just like well what do you think about this what do you think like and then he would add like a dramatic song and then we we're fucking dying laughing yeah. and then then he's like putting all this like you know graphics to it and this stuff and he's like what do you think and, and like and then by the end we're like i don't know like I think it might just be funny to us like this, you know, this might not be anything or whatever, but then he put it out. And then all these years later, people go, ah, oh, kiki thing. And I'm like, it's so weird to me because that was just funny to us. And then it ended up working. So that was that, right. that little example for me was always like, just do whatever you think if is funny. You think it's
4: good. Then it's good.
0: Yeah. And then it's good. And then, and then, your audience will, will, will show up. It it may not be a huge audience or whatever, but who cares? It's like, if you're entertaining one other person, it's worth it. And, and so just, just yeah. doing that and, and kind of staying with that. Staying
4: true to yourself.
0: Yeah. True to yourself. And also just knowing like, Hey, originally this started to entertain myself and entertain my friends. And then it happened to entertain more people and then you know the fans are basically like an extended version of your friends anyway and so then it's just like oh man that that skit in itself is what really what made me realize like don't try to do what someone else tells you that you should be trying to do to try to make somebody else like it or whatever just do what made you crack up for no reason and then that's it. Some of them will fail, but but, but but some of them will work out and people will like it. Of course. It, and I, can,
4: I can confirm that three stoned 17-year-old kids in Silver Spring, Maryland, <laughs> 18-year-old kids, <laughs> were watching that on loop
2: <laughs> with
4: tears rolling <laughs> down our faces. That's awesome. And, yeah. and maybe other things didn't resonate as much in the video, and I yeah. can tell you 100% wholeheartedly. That was one that the collective three of us were like, That's the weirdest, funniest thing we've ever fucking
3: seen. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's totally
4: real. That's, uh, we were talking about it last that. night. And we were yeah, talking about it today. Cool, I mean, we were funny. just like, But I think it's also cool in the sense, too, that imagine if you had kept doing that thing, then that's the only thing that you are forever. That, or imagine
0: you, if you thought, Oh, only we think it's funny, don't put it out. Right. You know, right? There's two folds of that because because there could be a, a manager or somebody whispering in your ear like, don't do it, grab dude. They know you because you shit on things. You're not the Kiki <laughs> guy. Like you should only shit on things. You know, and right. And so then I could just you could be the yeah,
4: Kiki guy and the guy that shit shits on things <laughs> and grow into into a person that does great interviews and podcasts that people uh, turn yeah, people yeah. all sorts of awesome stuff. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. That's the evolution, but right of but, art. But that's what what happened with the podcast was hey this is
0: fun to do. And, uh, and then I, I just was like, I don't know. I just want to try something and started doing it. And then, you know, doing a few of them. And then, right. then Kossack came on board and has been helping do it. Right. And, and it made it just like, all right, now it's fun. Cause I can just kind of sit right. and do it. And, and you haven't shit on
4: anything. Yeah. Uh, this well. whole time you have not, I can attest there's glass. There are glass offices across this whole hallway. You have not shit on anything and you have not done one. weird This has been very normal. <laughs> yeah. On set, yeah,
0: yeah yeah <laughs> dude we did one with chad Muska and his dog shit right on <laughs> oh,
4: okay but you didn't and that's yeah. that's the greater point. that's the
0: evolution that's is the, I, we evolved i into... found a bathroom and it's right here that's on the uh... literally perfect that's perfect dude yeah so uh man I, i'm excited to hear more of the new album I, I i told you i uh heavy on my mind i heard i heard cool. that song yeah. and that's rad and um and and like are you guys super excited with how it
4: turned out? We're we're beyond it. I mean, we're just so stoked that we wrote these songs and hearing them back now the response is great. And, and it's funny to hear people say things like that's that's the most lionized one or like oh that's totally jetpack soundtrack 2014 and we're <laughs> yeah, like yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, We've yeah. We've created this thing now where we have our own yeah. version of ourselves and then people are are responding to that and liking it. And um yeah, we're nice. stoked and I I think before we wrap up today we're gonna play a, a few tunes for you and we're just like dude you know, I would we're, love we're to love we it, love yeah. doing it acoustically it's just fun for us cause we can kinda do it oh yeah when we're, we're on stage we have a Hammond organ with a Leslie and two giant guitar cabs and a full bass rig and drums and it's it's big it's loud yeah and this is more like um, this is sexier ooh yeah. we
0: like sexy yeah. <laughs> dude and you know what's so rad is that when a, a song can be stripped down to an a, acoustic
4: version of it then you know it's like it's that's, that's how we wrote song. everything for the record anyway we yeah. wrote it basically on a guitar or piano yeah. and we kind of said to ourselves if we can't play it back on a guitar or piano is it is it great like yeah is it great for us so the answer was no
0: damn yeah. So that yeah, that's awesome. Well, well I'm looking forward to hearing Stoked. some of that music. And uh, and then you have uh, anyone who's listening, you'll have to uh, keep your eyes open for Lion Eyes' new album. What's the album called? Panic Attack. Panic Attack.
4: Yeah. Uh, I can relate. I've had a had a few panic attacks. That's the. I mean, <laughs> it's just. A, we really feel like at this point, it's just we're trying to reflect what's going on around us topically, and it's like just yeah. turn on the news for five minutes, and it's just like. <laughs> It's, it's, you need Xanax and a drink and it's just like, whoa, this is, yeah you know. Um, it's a
0: very panic inducing stuff that, cool. yeah, I had to kind of unplug and, and get off the social media stuff right. and, and just get to a place where I'm like, dude, I just kind of taking life back to like,
4: I'm going to go out to the woods and camp and do that shit. And you, and you got to it. It's important. Yeah. Well, I think it like what we were saying before as we were, I mean, we weren't joking about pedophilia by any stretch, but. It's, the, it's that. It's what, that. It's not this, funny. <laughs> it's the. It's the. It's the. Uh, 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 uh. Is, I, we'll I find ed- it, ed- it we'll, hilarious. We'll edit this in post. Um, I, I think the funny part is this faux shock and outrage. Yeah. Like the elite in this country are are trafficking children in to have sex with and the the. Uh, Politicians are unscrupulous. <laughs> I mean, gee, yeah, dude. No, yeah, it's yeah. Like, where's
0: Macaulay Culkin to do that? I mean, phase wh- like, you know what? What's huh? funny?
4: We're from DC, yeah, like, so I think we're extra jaded. Like, I live in Capitol Hill. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, you mean um, these people are like soulless just it's just a show business yeah it's just it's Tuesday like a, it's a joke <laughs> yeah Tuesday 4 o'clock they're yeah. trafficking kids into a house on M Street
0: obviously they're gonna
4: have sex with them <laughs> go to Bobby Vance and order a steak because yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. Go, go somewhere in Georgetown and have dinner on the waterfront it's business as usual in DC mm-hmm. don't pretend to be outraged yeah this is yeah, you know, <laughs> you're so
0: surprised by all the stuff that's happening. I know that we were talking about that a little bit earlier about just how how funny it is to think about the acting performances that happen oh. when
4: when they're like, oh, why I've never, yeah, yeah. And it's <laughs> yeah. not like it's like it's like when they started talking about the Lolita Express and the names that are on it, and you're like, there's a guy from Microsoft on it, the Clintons, yeah, also Republicans, also Libertarian, yeah. It's listen at this point. If we don't realize there's a class war happening, and it's like the actually the elite versus everyone else, you, you've you've missed the point. Yeah, you missed it. You missed it. It's just it's rich <laughs> versus poor, and you know uh, Bob Dylan was singing about it in the '60s. Yeah, and 60, it, 50, 60 years ago. Yeah, I yeah. mean he wrote only a pawn in their game, and he literally. Spells it out for you about how, like, you know, you're like a poor person in the south, and you've bought into the fact that you think the brown people are coming to steal your jobs and and are <laughs> right, uh, right, fucking right, you right, over, right. and yeah. it's a rich white politician who's had money his whole life convincing you of this. Right. Fast forward to now. Hey. Welcome to America. Same old, same Welcome old. to America.
2: <laughs>
4: yeah. Speaking of welcome to America, I think they're doing another one, right?
2: <laughs> I, I, I hope
4: so. I'd love to see Eddie Murphy come back and be funny because yeah, 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 he yeah. hasn't really been in a long time. Yeah. And I think we need... <laughs>
0: Great comics. Yeah.
4: <laughs> we need another, yeah. Well, I, I I would say the Chappelle and Bill Burr new ones have been pretty rad too. There's uh, some great stuff out there. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Uh recently I think I feel like I found my Bill Hicks uh is, is Tim Dillon, uh, who actually just moved out uh to wait, LA from I think I might have new seen York. him. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's he is speaking truth to power like Yeah, I think my buddy put me on to
0: him. My my, my uh comedian buddy Josh Denny, I think he's the one that showed me cool Tim Dillon. Yeah, yeah
4: he's actually a th- I I might we might go to try to check him out tonight at the Ice House in in um, Brea. Oh hell uh, yeah. He he, Pasadena. Pasadena correct. Yeah. He's speaking truth to power like I wish bands would like I wish more comedians would. Dude, well because Bill Hicks is just somebody that I I was obsessed you know
0: and uh, and and I'll still go back from time to time and watch all of his specials and then just I I had a period where I, like. Couple months back, where it was just like days on
4: end, I was just watching
0: (laughs) him over and over. Right, and and and, and, and yeah, you need we need that with people to. uh, Well, I think uh, comedy
4: now comedy is if you look at popular culture, comedy has it is the last bastion of people like saying what is really happening. Yeah, it's certainly not like Ariana Grande, you know. Certainly not Little Nas X. Yeah yeah it's yeah, just, yeah. it's just not I mean it's- well
0: yeah I don't think that's yeah their purpose, so it is kind of you know, yeah. but it is tough, but it but you see like there is a lot going on right now there is definitely stuff to talk about for um, sure but for yeah, sure. so it, it's uh you know that's that's pretty rad but uh, but i'm excited to uh, to hear some of the the new music and, stoked and i'm to do excited it for, for do you have a date for the album or
4: uh it's coming out at the end of october so we'll say let's just say it's october 26th. that's I'm okay just, i just made that up end of october yeah
0: yeah sweet the 26th <laughs>
4: we're gonna hold you to that yeah yeah, yeah. the people that pre-ordered them will have them by the end of october
0: okay awesome. and everyone
4: else will be able to hear it you know nice well, then. dude yeah i'm excited thank for you so it. much for doing this
0: absolutely well let's uh let's get chris in here yeah let's, let's do uh, it <laughs> let's pick his brain oh. a little bit I mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Dude, what's up? Chris Brooks, (laughs) Lion Eyes. Dude, man, thanks for coming on. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. yeah! So I wanted to understand your role in the band a little bit. I know that you play uh, keys and do that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm the
5: organ player, keyboard player, and backup vocals.
0: Okay, yeah, rad. And, and, And I was talking to the other guys. It's so cool how you all kind of collaborate together to help write the album yeah you know yeah, we
5: write everything together
0: yeah you know. which which is amazing because I, I found that a lot of bands don't work that way it's more of a dictatorship than
5: a than a democracy and oh yeah <laughs> a lot of bands for yeah. us it's easier to work that way cool. it's easier to work in like the room together you yeah know? everybody's got their instruments in their hand yeah you, know? and you don't have to think about like oh, what's this rhythm going to be or this drum the drummer's just sitting right there i'll just do it yeah you know
2: yeah that's it's, like yeah. everybody's
5: in the room together Everybody can be inspired off of the shit each other is playing, you know.
0: Yeah, and I feel like that helps you just work it out. I I kind of witnessed that, um, which is funny because it's a close connection. You guys have a close connection with with the, with the guys in Clutch. Yep. And um, and Neil did a band with Fireball Jim Jim Rota from uh, Fireball Ministry yep. and Jess Margera from mm-hmm. CKY. We did
5: a couple shows with those guys. Yeah, and, again, and yeah.
0: the company band and yeah. and i got to watch them practice and kind of work some stuff out and it was like whoa they're like i mean it's like the super group thing but it was like right, whoa, right. they're actually like a band they, they they like each other and they're they're enjoying each other's company and trying to work music out together because right. for the most part i had witnessed other bands that that are just like nope this is how it goes and nobody likes each other and they don't want right. to play together one and, guy writes it all and everybody
5: yeah. else just plays the stuff right? yeah, yeah. No, I think when the band writes together that's what gives the band its 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 sound, you know. Yeah. That's what we all do when we're all together. Yeah. That's why we have a unique sound because it's like all of us. Yeah. Not just one guy telling everybody what to do. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? I know I feel like that's got to be um it's got to be tough, you know, if if you're in a band and it's kind of that way then you just feel like like I had seen that with the Beatles, you know, George Harrison, I was watching his uh documentary and yeah, yeah. and it sort of talked about how he had all these songs and they are just kind of like man okay we're not into it and then it's like he puts
5: out all things must pass and it's like this huge album of awesome right music. well yeah he's got the best solo career <laughs> yeah, right Yeah, 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 like yeah. He, maybe he doesn't have the best Beatles songs but he's definitely got the best records yeah. afterwards right
0: <laughs> yeah for sure I mean and it's, yeah. so it's funny while you see that happening you go man this this person has a voice and, this, and, and it's cool that you guys
5: all collaborate together to do that yeah I think we have to and it holds everybody accountable you know you're never gonna get a boring keyboard part yeah, because that's that's what I've got to do is write the keyboard. Yeah, part. I don't want <laughs> to do it. This
0: is what I do. Yeah, this is what I do. So I don't, <laughs> you know,
5: I don't want it to be the, the same boring thing every time. You know, yeah, it's got yeah. Got my shit on it. So
0: yeah. So so you guys have a new album coming out.
5: Yep. In about a, new a album month. Coming out. Yep. JP from College played drums on it.
0: Dude, hell yeah.
5: Yeah, that's. Awesome. And we got to write all the songs together in the room with him. Also. Yeah. Which isn't really something that we we kind of have done that in the past. Like we'll yeah. go to his place and record stuff, and he'll sit there with us. But this time he was really on the drums, yeah. Which is like another thing. Yeah, yeah. that's rad, he's man. Pretty great.
0: Yeah, you know? he's yeah. Uh, pretty amazing. Pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> so does that kind of blow your mind that that you know that um, you know all the dudes from Clutch are, are are psyched on your band and have been for a long time and have been supportive? Yeah, and...
5: totally. Well, it's a thing that we because we're from that area, Which yeah. is why we're connected to them. Yeah. But also it's why we are we're so hyper aware of them, you know, yeah, growing yeah. up. So yeah, it was like. A big thing to go out yeah of and stuff and i've gotten to play i played on their last record oh you did you know yeah yeah, yeah. hell yeah so to get to do that stuff and yeah go out in the studio and play with like vance do a thing with vance powell and all that yeah super crazy dude that is so cool they've well. they afforded us tons of opportunities
0: yeah, yeah. nice so what what kind of got
5: you into the keyboard like like that kind of i don't know i was my grandparents had a piano yeah uh so they, I, I played it, and I, my parents just got me lessons real early, and I was always like the kid who played the piano. Yeah. So it was like I was stuck in it from the get-go. You yeah. Know? I just and started you early. It, like yeah. I did like it, you know. But even if there was like an opportunity for me to to like, you know, in in early teenage years, you want to do other stuff and you don't want to be focused on like anything yeah. that's good for you in any way. You yeah. Know? <laughs> you know, I didn't give a shit. But I would always get pulled back in because there was reasons to, you know. I was always a kid that played the piano. Yeah. Like, hey, play the piano for the choir or for the whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, and then you to yeah, play yeah, for the yeah. community theater and then you just like I don't know, it's just like all I ever did. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, but that's awesome because I feel like I mean it's like that ten ten thousand hours thing where You're like you have to put the time in to get good at it, and and I I imagine as you're doing it and just continuing to do it, you probably love it, then you probably hate it, then you love it, then you hate it, but then you know it pays off when when you when you form a band.
5: Yeah, I don't think I truly appreciated it until, you know, we started doing this and really playing out and yeah, and it was like oh you can do this.
0: Yeah, and so so it was all of you guys kind of got together early 2000s and yeah, like I was still in
5: high school when I started. In the band Hank and I were Hank was in the band a band with Nate before yeah I joined and he left that band I joined that band he went to college and then a year later left college or failed out of college or whatever happened yeah sure and then he came <laughs> whatever back. you want to call it yeah whatever you want to call it and <laughs> yeah. then he came back and joined so I mean it was really like right out of high school nobody went to college or anything we just went and tried to try to be musicians yeah you know I nice. stumbled along we did a bunch of stupid shit for years played you know, dive bars and menu, we call them menu venues, like places where they want you to play covers and stuff. Just menu venues, yeah. Original songs and shit. They, you know, get one paycheck and never go back. Yeah, they yeah. Got, like every bar on the whole East Coast. You Dude, know? that's awesome. Until you gotta we figured do that. out we should like meet a band and try to do like real shows, maybe. Yeah. Know? So this is we got in with Clutch and started doing. They were the inspiration to be like a real band, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because those guys are just dudes from where we're from yeah that like got together like we did and
0: made it work, yeah. yeah, just made it work. and they've had a an amazing career and a long career, and they tour like crazy and yeah they, they I just mean, keep I getting how many albums at this point, but yeah, that is it's like this slow, just like
5: it's a it, slow climb, yeah, every time it's because we, we did we toured with them a lot in the states for years, and I don't think we were noticing the growth because we were always out there with them, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, but I think we really noticed we went to Europe in like two thousand and fourteen maybe with them and did some shows and then we came back maybe five years later and all they were playing just like gigantic places compared yeah. to, to before and yeah. that's when it was really like holy god clutch is really like getting huge constantly yeah and huge so yeah it's crazy
1: shit. too
0: for how long they've been at it you yeah know?
5: you know most and, bands uh, get there you know a certain number of years plateau and then just ride it yeah which is super awesome
0: yeah yeah. that yeah. would be
5: fine with me yeah you know, but yeah. they just seem to keep
0: and you Good guys, day. I mean, you guys have been around for a while too, but you have that same kind of thing where you're slowly just kind of climbing. And yeah, ours is it. like
5: not as steep of a slope. Right? It's kind of like a, uh, a yeah, but it's rad though. But I mean, still, yeah, we still climb. You know, yeah. finding new ways in. You know? Yeah, and, and Nate was sort of talking about that how just getting into
0: the the streaming stuff, with Spotify and all that. It's like building that momentum slowly but surely, kind of doing it. And and we, I was talking about how it was with the podcast, like just doing it and then it's just slowly sort of like more people are listening more people are listening and same thing you know obviously different worlds but but you know similar to more people were listening and you're getting and you're just you know kind of got that following and you're doing what you're doing that's rad yeah
5: we started really pushing content out on the streaming platforms and like focusing on it and trying to work playlists and all that kind of stuff and it's, it's really been paying off we thought for a long time that the only way to make it happen was to like eat total shit for 20 years straight yeah yeah and then like something will just click and it'll happen yeah but i think that the, the it's it's really watching like hip-hop acts and younger younger acts just yeah. do it they just blow up on youtube and yeah and then we're out there like on the warp tour trying to sell 150 bucks in merch and there's like a line around the the whole stadium for a Merch tent for a YouTuber. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's like yeah. 15 years old and you never heard of him. You know? <laughs> so we were like, something, we are like, we need to figure something out.
2: Yeah, yeah,
5: know? yeah. And I was talking about that too, like myself,
0: when the CKY stuff came out, it was VHS stuff, but then yeah. YouTube's, because people would ask me, hey, Brad, I'm like, how did jackass happen I mean, like you guys just put videos on youtube it was like there wasn't a youtube yeah that didn't exist you know right? and and uh and and you know just the changing climate of what that is i
5: remember we used to go we have we would there was a skateboard shop called east of Maui, and that's where we would get the cky dvds
2: oh yeah yeah. We, they wouldn't have them in
5: the in like the regular stores i don't think no not um, yet. That, yeah, yeah. you they know were that, like
0: underground at that kind time of thing. Like, yeah
5: late 90s or whatever but you'd go to the skateboard shop and you could get them there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know, so we we watched all those.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. funny, man. That's yeah. funny.
0: So at that time, you guys were, were playing music together, and and then kind of. Uh... Yeah, I mean, yeah. How, right how many albums do this? you
5: have now? What, what we have, including the new one, it's six full length. Damn, that's rad. And three EPs. Hell yeah. Yeah. So he's
0: like for the new one, like do, yeah. Do you have a favorite couple tracks at all? Or are they all kind no, of no? Right babies?
5: now, I don't. I'm 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 not. I don't listen to any of them. It's too oh, you're, it's too soon. I'm like Oh yeah. Are you yeah, over weird. it? Because 'Cause you've worked No, on them I'm so not over much, it. Or... I'm in it, you know? Yeah, yeah. So if yeah. I listen to it, I think about like oh, I could have done that and you yeah, know I that, that I, Maybe yeah, the arrangement should be different, you know? Yeah. I need to wait a few years. And then it sounds like somebody else did it. And then you can go, yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. Oh, that's right. You know, yeah, like that's a that. good way to look at it. I and think. I find that I like it. Yeah. After a few years. Yeah. And that feels good. But now it's it's like too it's, too, it's close. too close. I still remember you, yeah. like recording it. Yeah. The moment when that thing happened and that so it's yeah. Like, it's hard to think about.
0: And it is tough because I think like when you you know if I do like film stuff when you like make a little short film or whatever you're putting out it is like once you're done you're like oh c- give me it back I could have I could have edited it like this a little but bit I could have changed these little things so it is like
5: you just almost have to just let it go. And I I mean I, I despise looking at myself on camera. Yeah. And there's like a smaller amount of that same feeling when it comes to listening back on yeah. a recording. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. But mean, to constantly be watching yourself on a, <laughs> and, and yeah, then watching all the outtakes and the edits, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know if I could stomach it. Yeah. You know? yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, that's tough. I, like in those days with the jackass people of BAM days, I would just film what we were filming i wouldn't look at any of it right
5: yeah he's just like i gotta move on and is that me yeah do yeah. i sound like that yeah, yeah, is that yeah. what my voice sounds like yeah, yeah yeah i'll do that when we listen back to this i'll do the same thing is that what i sound like <laughs> oh. but uh but you but you do you are psyched
0: you know overall on how oh on yeah how totally the yeah the album's out. great
5: it's the best one yeah oh yeah, that's that's know. a
0: good feeling man that that's really cool. i always
5: feel like it's the best one the yeah. latest one's the best one if you can't feel like that then i guess it's yeah, that's the time to the... visit <laughs> yeah. what you're doing. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it keeps getting better. But... And to yeah. have JP is, like, so cool. Yeah. Because I'll still listen to the first track, Whale, and the, those drum fills in the second verse. I'll, it still gets me. Like, yeah. it's not my own record, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, that's rad. It's cool to be a fan of your own band, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that yeah. is cool. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so you
5: excited you guys have uh, some shows coming up in Japan, I heard? And... Japan in November. Yeah. Yeah that'll it's, be cool yeah it will be cool it's been a pretty slow year. i had a baby at the beginning of the year oh congratulations so probably because of that it's been a little slow thank you yeah uh i so. have
0: one due in
5: december first. really yeah first. your first yeah oh cool dude that, was that your first it was my first yeah, yeah. it's super wild man <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so all this you... shit everybody says about it oh, it's oh it's totally life-changing and you're like yeah yeah i'm sure i'm sure it's totally life-changing yeah i mean not in like any you know Not in any tangible sense, but you know, when you actually see your own child, yeah,
0: yeah, that's cool, man. And so, how so, so it's really the uh, the no sleep is uh, is uh,
5: yeah, we had no sleep, (laughs) it was it was rough at the beginning, you know, yeah. My my wife's mom, my wife's from Brazil, her mom came up from Brazil and helped us out for oh, cool. First, like we had a week where she wasn't there, and by the end of that week. It was that was like the last day we could have had. Like I don't know what would have happened if we had to go another day without that help. You know? Yeah, yeah. But then and then after she left, it was the same. It was like two or three months of like, oh my god, when is this gonna end? And then one (laughs) night, one night we just both woke up at like 8 a.m. and it was like, did you feed him? Yeah. What time did you feed him? She's like, I didn't feed him. What time did you feed him? I didn't feed him. We run in there. He's breathing. <laughs> Woo! He slept through the night. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. since then, man, he sleeps for like twelve hours at a stretch. Oh, and that's Then another like five during the day. Yeah. So it's it got it's easy. He's growing you know? a bunch. Yeah. yeah. So I think I'm in the easy phase now. He doesn't walk and stuff. Okay. You know? Yeah. Super cute. Hangs out. Sleeps an awful lot. Yeah. So we're like coasting at the moment. Yeah. Nice. You know, I'm take sure. it
0: when you can get it. I'm right? sure it gets yeah. tough. You know. Yeah. Now we're excited, man. But it's it is really
5: cool. It is magical. It is yeah. a cool thing. That's rad. Super cool thing.
0: So is that, that I mean I imagine that makes it tough when you got to go away and come out here and you know. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah, it's weird. We did some shows in Canada a couple of weeks ago. That was the first time I was away and then now. And this is a long stretch. Just wild cuz I'll go home and he's going to be like a different
4: yeah baby like yeah. four days He's is just, a,
5: is just a walking
2: with a beard you yeah know? it's like
5: you're talking about somebody that's quadrupled his weight in six months right yeah,
2: so like, yeah.
5: imagine if you quadrupled your weight every six months your whole life right? That'd
0: be yeah crazy. <laughs> that would yeah that would be nuts dude that, well that's that's amazing man so you got a lot going on you got a yeah, baby yeah. you got a new album coming out and yeah. uh and, and and dude that's that's so rad i'm, I'm excited because uh because they were saying you guys are gonna play a couple songs for us yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So that would be uh, that'll be good to hear. those
5: I'm ready to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, brother. Doing these acoustic things, it's weird. <laughs>
0: we're, getting, we're getting
5: like used to it. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. So when when you do that, do you play? What do you you still do piano? Yeah, I
5: play piano. Okay. Yeah. And or like and electric uh, piano and the, probably and just it, piano because the electric piano don't sound very good on the thing that I got right now yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: and then there, there's an acoustic bass sort of he's with? got
5: a bass he'll plug it in we have this little amp with us yeah we'll just plug it in the same amp
0: sweet so you play some new songs for let's us play or? some new songs yeah, yeah. hell
5: yeah <laughs> I think it's all yeah
0: nice <laughs> well cool I'm excited to hear them
5: yeah All excited right. excited to play <laughs> sweet let's do it cheers man <laughs>
3: I can see you No time swan into the party